Hey y'all, good morning. Good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me do some sharing. You do me a favor, you do some sharing too. Um, I remember when, I'm just gonna tell you so if it helps you in your sharing. Uh, I used to be so timid to share faith things um, because, you know, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to offend someone or someone wanted to hear it. And then I just decided that if people could share garbage with me, then I could share faith with them. And it kind of changed um, my view on sharing my beliefs. Like, I'm like, people share garbage all the time. And if they can share garbage, then I can share faith. And if what I share impacts someone else, that's on them. But I wasn't sent to this world to people, please. And at first I justified, oh, it's my privacy and all this other stuff. And it was like, no, it's not your it's not your privacy. You're making up things. You're afraid of what people will think or feel or whatever else. And I was just like, I have to get over that, you know. And then I'm going to say this. So I'm going to help some of y'all who be set tripping about your churches. Then I found myself in a space where, and it wasn't because of my church. It just was beliefs that had been put in me. Then I found myself in a space, well, if I'm sharing somebody else's and I go to a particular church or whatever, well, if you go to a particular church or whatever and you can't share the word of God, um, you're a hostage. And you're in bondage. And you need to run. You can't deal, deal with other ministries or other churches or people going to ask, you're a hostage. You're in a hostage. You're in a hostile situation. I'm sorry, you can tell my city. I don't care. You are hot, you're in a hostage situation. You're in a hostile situation. Because we don't belong. We belong to the universal body of Christ. Now I could challenge you on some church membership. <laughs> Thanks. I could. But I ain't going to want to disrupt your day. You think I'm tripping. But we belong to the universal, the global church. Supposed to be one body. Supposed to be one sound. And if you are a part of something that does not allow you to attach to other ministries or in other places, you're in bondage. You're a hostage. You need to run you need to send up the flag so we can rescue you. I'm sorry. It's just real. If if they if they tell you where you can go and how you worship and you ain't free. And I believe in leadership and I believe in authority and I believe in pastors and I believe in all those things I do. But anytime someone tries to tell you what you can and cannot do, Spiritually, 
you're in a hostile situation. And you need to send out a sign so we can help rescue you. It just, it doesn't line up with the word of God. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. And a lot of times we won't, we've been so, so, we've been so stuck in places. Because it's the only church we know. It's the only place we've been. Our family been there our whole entire life. And you ain't even, I'm sorry. No, I ain't sorry. And you ain't even getting nothing out of it. You're not growing. You're not developing. You're not moving. You're not changing. It's not invoking. And you just there. You've been showing up every Sunday. Because someone never gave you permission and told you you could do any different, anything different. Mel, I'm 50 now. I can say what I want. <laughs> Mel, like you could, I'm 50 now. I can say what I want. I done lived on the earth 50 years now. <laughs> I done lived on the earth 50 years now. I'm just saying, I lived on the earth 50 years now. I can say what I want. Be 50 on Sunday. I'm done. Say what I want. I remember when my mother and my grandmother used to tell me, I'm, I'm too old for this. <laughs> too old for this. <laughs> too old for this. I'm definitely in my too old for this phase. I'm too old for this. <laughs> I'm too old for this. Too old for this. I'm too old. I've been, been through too many things. And I had too many experiences. I'm too old for this. I'm too old for this. I'm too old for this. <laughs> My friends gonna hear this. I'm too old for this. No, but really, I'm just I'm just kidding. And I'm not apologizing for what I'm saying at all. It's truth. Um, nothing you attach to, nothing you are attached to, no relationship, no person, no anything. Hey, Kennedy, should have you in the um in a bondage type of situation. So it's said free Mr. Clark. Y'all crazy. Uh, um, oh, that's Naya. Hey, Naya. None of y'all should be in a, a situation like y'all should just not be like you just shouldn't be. And if you in a situation, uh, yes, somebody said, can I start sending you birthday presents today? Yes. Yes. I love gifts. Yes. Yes. You can say, I've been opening gifts all week. Yes. Gifts is my love language. Yes. Send me birthday gifts. <laughs> you ain't got to wait until Sunday or Saturday. Send them. Y'all, I'm sorry. <laughs> you do not, you do not have to, you do not have to wait until my birthday to send me gifts. Yes. <laughs> send them. Send them. Oh my God. Oh my God. Do not wait. Do not wait. Oh my God. Okay. Y'all, let's let's get focused. That's enough. I'm just being for real. Y'all gotta watch that. Anything that puts you in bondage, anything that puts you in a circumstance or situation, anybody that tells you you can only be friends with certain people because they not friends with you, them they not friends with them. You'll miss out on something beautiful that you're supposed to experience with someone else because somebody telling you that person that they, they ain't my vibe. Oh, okay. They ain't gotta be your vibe, but they my vibe. And if we are all got like in God and in Christ, the way that we're supposed to, um, even those situations, I will be. Now, somebody did something to one of your friends or something that's different. Like, and I understand that I'm loyal to a default. Um, if someone did, I am. I'm loyal. I'm a loyal. Loyalty is my thing. Um, but if your friend is just tripping, you need to evaluate that. 
because you may miss on a blessed relationship with somebody or someone that's intended to be for your life. Your friend may be having a problem with them out of insecurity. Your friend could be having a problem with them out of fear. Your friend could be having a problem with them out of anxiety. Um, and you'll miss out on something you're supposed to be connected to because of your friend and they childish ways. And then you got a person. I have friends. I have relationships that are not connected. And I just don't intermingle those relationships. I don't, but I don't, I'm not going to not enjoy that person because somebody else, yeah, I'm now vibe with them. Okay, good. You don't, I do. And when you around me, don't talk about them either <laughs> because they're good for me. They may not be good for you, but they're good for me. But that's a whole grown and sexy conversation. I need y'all to tell me something you want to see God do for you today. Come on. Tell me something you want to see God do for you today. We're going to be literal. We're going to be specific. We saw the beauty of Elijah in First Kings and his intercession and his prayer life. And he didn't leave the position until um, he didn't leave the position until he saw what God promised him happen. And when we got off the devotional yesterday, I prayed, I confessed, I stood for y'all till last night, till I went to bed. I prayed, I confessed, I stood for y'all until last, last night, until I went to bed. Like I stood, I prayed, I confessed till I went to bed last night. I was, I was, um, I was just shooting out confessions. What I want to see, I got up this morning and I was in there fixing my coffee and I heard, like I heard, I heard the Lord, Lord tell me like, this is, this is, um, oh, Christina, good. Thank you, Lord. I just, I heard the guy, like he told, this was his word. He said, let them know I'm responsible for them in this season. Come on, y'all. I'm responsible for them in this season. So here's the thing. 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 If he's responsible, then guess what I get to do? I can sit back and I can relax and I can allow God to be God. I can allow God to be God and I can trust God to be God. Uh, Lord, I thank you for opening doors today. My God, for your people as they're putting their prayer requests in, as they're believing God for a shift, as they're believing God for um, a healthy diagnosis, as they're believing God for provision. That's it. As they're leaving, believing God, Father God, for miracle signs and wonders in their own lives today. Lord God, I thank you that we're setting every prayer request before you. Woo! Lord God, I thank you. You are opening doors today that no man can shut. I thank you, Lord God. Um, listen, I'm going to say this. I'm just being honest. Um, I, it's so many of y'all talking about finances. And I just have a position about finances. I got to go here. Yes, sir. I got to have a position about finances and kingdom. And I have had to work through so many things financially. Um, trusting God. Believing God. Um living in a situation and we'll deal with healing living in a situation. Cause I don't want to skip out on what God gave me for you today, but I want to attack this. And I, and, and this is the, the position that you have to have, right? Um, it's the position you have to have. 
You need to make sure you're not worrying over your finances. You need to make sure you're not worrying over your finances. Um, and then I'm going to be honest with you. There's a kingdom principle. Stay in your giving. And I know it's hard when you're not in finances, but when I don't have enough, one of the things that I know to be true is that I break the hand of the enemy against my thoughts and I'll give like it could be a dollar. It could be two dollars. I know. And you may not have that. But then I'll ask him for seed to the sower. These just kingdom principles. You don't have to trust me. You don't have to believe what I'm saying. I'm just telling you what's worked for me for the last 25 years, right? 25 years. And I've always seen God perform in my life. For the last time, I'm giving you 25 years of wisdom of how I've lived for the last, I'm going to make sure I'm saying this right. It is. It's been 25 years. So how I've lived for the last 25 years. You are going to have to push worry out the door. I'm just being honest. My honest, my cousin and my aunt cousin is on here. She say it works. Uh, Angela says it works. One, you're going to have to push worry out the door. You got to push. You got to push worry out the door. You got to push worry out the door. You want to tell worry when you're dealing with your finances to sit down somewhere because it it's it's it tries to pull you into an anxiety, right? Tries to pull you into an anxiety. You'll always have some measure of bill to pay. Even if you have a debt-free life, even if you've been believing God for a debt-free life, you always going to have something to pay. You don't have to buy gas. Bev says she a witness, right? But you're going to have to deal with worry because worry, anxiety, and fear set at the forefront. And a lot of times when we'll, when we, when we see that, that's what we deal in. We deal with our finances in worry. We do, right? Because we got pressing issues. We got pressing bills. We got problems. We got whatever else. And so there's a key to this because um, God, God has absolutely everything that you need. Like as y'all see, I got witnesses all over the place about finances. I got witnesses. I'm telling you. And I know some of y'all, um, People have told you, oh, no, it's naming and claiming. And it's it's not. It's not. And no, it's not. It's not. Nobody is trying to, nobody of character and integrity is trying to talk to you about your finances in a way. I'm just trying to tell you about kingdom principles I've seen, right? God's kingdom is lived out from a perspective of heaven, not earth. Woo! Come on. God's kingdom is lived out from a perspective of heaven, not earth. That's why in Matthew 6, 33, Jesus says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. So often we try to mix our processes with God's processes, right? And so we follow God fragmentedly. I'm finna, y'all finna make me run. We follow God from a fragment. Like we follow him in fragments. We won't follow him in full, right? So we won't follow him in fragments. And so We'll follow him in fragments, right? Um, <laughs> um, right, D dealing with him kind of haphazardly, right? We follow God where it's convenient, but we will not submit to God's comprehensive plan and purpose for our life. And for those of you who are dealing with financial things, and this is not your truth, I'm not attacking you, but I need to trust what the Lord is saying to us by way of the Holy Spirit this morning so we can grasp right revelation. When you grasp revelation, revelation becomes implantation or you begin to see it in your life, right? 
And so when we follow God only where we want to follow God, right? Um, <laughs> we'll ask, we're asking God a lot of time to bless us to bless something that's contrary to kingdom. Now, you can argue, you cannot argue, I don't care. <laughs> the tithe has always been a part of God's kingdom, and it was before the law. Even people who are not believers give 10%. It's just a it's just a understanding that people have that giving to a charity or giving to an organization or is sacred, something sacred to it. The tithe was before the law. It just was. It just was. I don't care. People will come back and people will argue it. You can go back into Abraham before the law of Moses was implemented and Abraham was still tithing. Abraham was bringing a portion of what he had to God. He was dedicating a portion of what he had to God. Now you make your own decision. There are multiple scriptures that talk about giving. There is a fruitfulness that comes with giving. It just is. And those are kingdom principles. Those are also kingdom principles that break up in us like worldly ways, right? They're just principles of the kingdom. Um, so they break up like worldly ways, right? Well, if you lose sight of kingdom perspective, then what happens is you'll start focusing on, um, on the tangible, the temporal. You'll focus on your bills, You'll focus on your problems. You'll focus on your issues. Well, when you understand how the kingdom of God works, it's not, yeah, that's good. Jess said it's not a ritual, it's a principle. When you really understand how the kingdom of God works, right? Um, then what happens is you make different decisions, right? So I want to say this to some of you guys. Somebody said more blessings come up, go up, more blessings come down. For some, it's not for all who are talking about finances, for earthly finances for kingdom. One, God, scripture, God, God will supply all my needs. And he was talking to them about giving. Like Paul was talking to him about giving that you can't give to, to heaven. You can't give to kingdom things and God not take care of your needs. He's just not, not like that. So the first thing I'm going to tell you is make sure that you are operating in the kingdom principles first. And if you have never done it, start now. <laughs> Make sure you're operating in the kingdom principles. It's not cheating man. It's not cheating man. It's not cheating man. It's, it's a kingdom principle that's in his word. And if you want to live out your destiny, you want to live out your purpose, then put energy and effort into the kingdom, kingdom principles and watch God do exactly what he's supposed to do. Now, I want to be clear in this. I'm not saying God will take, won't take care of you if you don't tithe. I'm not saying that God won't take care of you if you won't give. I would be uh, short-sighted into understanding the grace of God if I told you that. But I'm going to tell you, the struggle and the effort changes when God is in the mix. I'm just going to tell you that. The struggle and the effort changes when God is in the mix. It just does. The struggle and the effort changes when God is in the mix, when kingdom is in the mix. So I won't tell you because there's scripture that validates he can do whatever the heck he wants to. So I'm not going to. That's that's emotionally abusive. That's scripturally abusive for me to tell you, if you don't do this, God ain't going to do this. That I will be. I cannot tell you what God will do. I'm not God. God is sovereign. God does whatever the heck he wants to do. 
I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not, that's beating you up, trying to manipulate you to do something. I'm not getting ready to do that to you. I'm going to give you facts. You decide, spiritual facts, then you decide what you want to operate in. So I'm going to tell you that financially. Make sure you're operating in those kingdom principles. Second, a second, uh, and I teach a course. I've taught a course on this. Um, I've taught a financial course on kingdom. Um, I, and I can make it accessible if you want it. You can send us an email and I can give you the link and you can go through finance you. You can go, it's free. You can go through finance you. The second, the second part of this is minimize. Like some of y'all will be holding on to things. And I'm just giving you this. We went here today. Some of y'all will be holding on to things you cannot afford. I drove a, I, I drove a Range Rover at one point. It was my dream car. But several things started happening to it. I wound up having to spend $10,000 on it. And I needed to get out of it. When I humbled myself and heard God, God was like, you need to let this truck go. And it looked like I was going backwards, but I was not. <laughs> looked like I was going backwards. The Lord provided an escape, allowed me to get out of the car. I got out of the car. <laughs> And he put me in something. People were like, why would you give up your Range Rover for this Chrysler? Well, I did what was according to my budget. Stewardship is living within the means of what you have. And sometimes we don't live within the means of what we have. Now, stuff happens. Accidents happen. We lose our jobs. Things go wrong. That's fine. But stewardship, and God loves stewardship, is living within the means of what you have. You may need to go to the floor plan to see if I have, if, if what I have, can I afford it? <laughs> because it may be just time for me to get rid of some stuff that I cannot afford. It just may be, it took me forever to get a new car. And, but, but Kelly, this ain't even about the Joneses, sis. This is about the things that we have inside of us that we hold on to stuff or buy stuff or do stuff because we want to feel better or because where we are in life or because we've worked so hard and we feel. So I want to take it off the Joneses because this ain't even got nothing to do with, with, with nobody else. This has got to do with things in our heart that has kept us locked into things that are more harmful than good, right? We'll feel like we lose and we'll feel... I downsized from a house to an apartment because it was what I could afford. It's just real. Um, I live in a townhouse now because it's what I could afford. Like it's what I could afford. It's according to the budget that God has given me. It's according to the budget that God has given me. So I had to do an internal work on me, right? To see what it is, what it is that I could afford that's in my in my budget that I'm not spending money when I'm not supposed to that and uh, so those are practical things that you got to assess as well like it's practical things that you have to assess as well there were time periods and things where I didn't get my nails done I didn't get my feet done I didn't do those things because I really naturally couldn't afford those things in those seasons and then there have been periods where my life, my life is a faith, faith, I have the gift of faith. There has been periods where my life has just had to be financially in faith for what God has said. 
Like, this is what God has told me this season I'm in. I'm doing absolutely everything I'm supposed to do. And then the next part of this is me standing. It's me standing. It's me standing. It's me standing. It's me standing. So I'm going to give you a few scriptures since we went there because it seems like some of y'all got some worries on the table, not just the finance people. If it's your health, if it's everything else, I want to give you this, right? So, so remember, he's, this is Jesus speaking. He says, here's the cure for your anxiety. He says, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body or what you wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap. Principle. Principle, 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 principle. They don't sow or reap or gather in barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add woman, one moment to your lifespan about worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wild fly, fly, flowers of the field, they don't labor or spin or thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon and all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do more for you? You have little faith. So don't worry saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? <laughs> for these Gentiles eagerly seek out these things and your heavenly father knows that you have need of them, but seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough for itself. Yeah. So we're taking no thought to what we don't have. And we're putting all our thought into what God has. Now, you you cannot, can I just be honest, cannot be needing finances and you won't work. Like, and you can work. And God is telling you to work. You need to go to work. <laughs> You need to go to work. You go to work. Even, and if you're in a season you feel like God is leading you into entrepreneurship, ask God for your entrepreneurship plan. Some of you may work until the vision comes becomes so full, then you'll leave your job. Some of you may have to leap because your faith is an assignment for others, right? So you got, but you got to know, you have to know what God is saying. You have to know the plan. You have to seek him first. You have to seek, you have to seek him first for your plan. You have to seek him first for your plan. I, we have been, we'll be in financial spin tales without the spiritual principles and the practical deeds. Woo! So ask God, what is the financial plan for my household? How, what is the financial plan for my household? How do, you've given me this because remember, God is the source. Wherever you work, however you work is only the resource. God is the source. And I'm telling you, for what we are about to walk in, stewardship is gonna be so important in this season. Can I can I take this back? Can I take this back, back to Joshua? Woo! Because we talking, we talk, we cross over and shifted. We're in God's plan. We're in God's place for us. We're, we're there. You're there. You're, you're there. You're there. You're there. And he says to Joshua, he says, be strong and courageous for you will distribute the land I swore to the fathers to give them as an inheritance. 
And I need you to hear me in this. Some of y'all have been believing God for the more. I want to be in position. I want to be a good giver. I want to help you. Lord, you see, God, I want to help your people, right? But you have not stewarded over what you have yet. I told one of my friends the other day, I was like, if, <laughs> how, how are you going to talk to God for millions of dollars? And this is how I said it. And she knows, she knows it wasn't. I said, you cannot spend time. Anybody can spend time talking to God about millions of dollars. But you can't believe him or steward over 600. Like you can't even believe him for 600, right? It's not that faith grows. It's not that you're not supposed to have the millions of dollars. But have I been a good steward of where I am now? Have I been to, with what I have? Am I taking what I have now and applying the principles Instead of just look, oh, God, I want more. I need more to be able to help people. Well, have you helped with your little? God, over the last few weeks, gave us the widow's might and how important that the quality, not the quantity of what she gave, the quality of what she gave was to kingdom. God talks about being a cheerful giver. So here we are back in Joshua. And he says, be strong and courageous for you're going to distribute, which tells us without a doubt that your resources do not just belong to you. You got to ask yourself before asking God for more and asking God to position you. Have I really been faithful with the resources that you have given me? Have I really been faithful? Have I really been in position at the little that you've given me? Or have I made excuses in the little that you've given me and not done what you've asked? Um, I, I like, and I, I love coffee. I used to Starbucks and coffee and all that other stuff. Baby, we got a Keurig in this house. And instead of spending $8 a day, it changed my life to a box of pods that lasts me almost a month for 20 something dollars a day. And I realized when you do eight times 32, I was eating up my seed. Asking God for more seed. Lord, bless me with more seed but I was eating up my seed or I was eating up the extra in things that I had justified having in my life. Cause I'm gonna have something, but what I really needed to do was get more seed in the ground so that I could have a harvest. And it's not saying you can't do something for yourself. I believe in paying yourself. I believe in paying yourself. I believe in doing things for yourself. But when I begin to recognize that my habits were keeping, <laughs> keeping me from being fruitful, it wasn't that I didn't have it. It was the habits that I had that was keeping me from being fruitful. Ooh! And things are way more expensive now, right? Things are way, but stewardship, I don't know why I need to say this. Why we own this, stewardship is so important to God. What, what I have, what I have, what I have, stewardship is so, so important to God because it tells to him, I can be responsible. Go over to the parable of talents. I'm gonna break this thing down this morning. He gives them, he gives them the talent. Everybody gets somebody gets 10, somebody gets one, somebody gets come on, five, right? And each one takes what he has and does their best with it, except for the one who thought he knew the outcome. I gotta go. He thought he knew the outcome, he didn't know the outcome, so he buried woo, what was supposed to bless him. I'm going to go. <laughs> this assignment that you are on. Woo! 
He buried what was supposed to bless him. I got to go. Because he thought it. That's a whole thing within itself. He, he buried what was supposed to bless him. My God. He buried what was supposed to bless him. So instead of taking what was given to him and let it do what it was supposed to do, B, I'm about to run. I can't run because then y'all won't get the rest of the word. He buried what was supposed to bless him. It's so much in that lesson. And since he buried what was supposed to bless him, it couldn't multiply and couldn't increase. Because he had already determined the outcome. But man, I'm gone. So, for those of y'all who want to live financially different, just make sure you're living according to the principles. And then I'll tell you something. When things come up, I remind God of his promises in the word. I go, hey, look, I'm in covenant with you. One, you told me to bring the time. I do. Two, you said giving, it should be given unto me, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto my lap. I give. I have seed that I've, I've sown that I haven't even seen harvest on. And so I'm going to give you this because... You promised me daily bread. I'm not even going to focus on tomorrow. I'm looking for my daily bread for today. And so thank you, Lord, for my daily bread for today. Here's make a list of the bills. Here's my bills. Laying it before you. But I'm not going to worry over this because worrying is not seeking the kingdom. <laughs> worrying is not seeking the kingdom. So I'm not going to worry over this because I've done absolutely everything you've told me to do. <laughs> I'm doing absolutely everything that you have told me to do. So I'm not about to worry with this. Here's your, here's your little list of bills for today. <laughs> These are the bills that are due today. I'm going to leave them right here before you. And then I need you to take care of these. And I love you and I appreciate you. And you said you would supply all my needs according to his riches and glory, your riches and glory, and you got a lot. So thank you. And then when my mind tries to take me back to a place about what's not paid or what I don't have, I simply tell my mind, because God ain't causing me to worry. God ain't causing me to overthink. God ain't causing me to be anxious. God ain't, I come back and I say, hey, no, I already, but it takes, no, I already gave this to God. And I'm doing exactly what God asked me to do. I know it. So I'm going to divinely wait on God to make a move. If it's a promotion, God, you got it. If it's a check in the mail, God, you got it. If it's somebody that needs to give into my life today, God, you got it. But I'm getting ready to live in freedom because you said he who the son says free is free indeed. And I am not getting ready to be in worry because that is not of you. That is a Gentile. That is someone who does not understand that you are God. And as I pray, because he says everything in prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. And with thanksgiving, there's a peace that is guaranteed when we really pray, when we really release, and when we really give things to God. I'm releasing this to you. And I thank you for it in advance. And then I'm going to go eat. <laughs> or I'm going to go walk. Or I'm going to go watch TV. 
or I'm going to go do whatever it is I need to do because I cannot do nothing about this anyway. I can't. I can't. I've done all I can. So then the next part of it is when you've done all you can do, what's the next thing you're supposed to do? Huh? Come on. Stand. And I stand in worship. And I stand in confidence. And I stand in truth. When you know you have done everything and you are doing everything. Can I tell y'all something? I ain't, I ain't told y'all her name. So you remember the person I told you that they got their taxes? Um, um, they, they, um, their um, student loans forgiven yesterday, probably about three or four years ago. She ain't had nothing. She got some degrees behind her name. She followed God's plan for her life. And she ran into a circumstance and a situation which would leave her without a job. She's always, she's a tither. She's a giver. Um, was given even when she had nothing. Four years ago, she had nothing. She had a brand new house. And then this is what I love about her. She bought a house. She didn't go get a car. She still ain't go got her no car. Drive the same car for 20 years. God bought her house. God just what? And I'm bringing this up because anything is possible. She didn't see this coming. She didn't know this would be the life that she would be living. But her faithfulness towards the kingdom of God led her exactly where she was supposed to be. But the thing that I witnessed in her journey was she kept standing. She kept coming to the devotional. She kept making a decision that she would not give up. And then when she got her new job, they called for her. She didn't even have to go looking for her. When she got her new job that has elevated her, that has promoted her in record time, they called for her. They she didn't even she didn't even have to call for them. They called for her. You serve us. I hear you, Lord. You serve a supernatural, limitless God. You just do. And whatever your circumstance and situation is now, it don't have to be that after tonight. It, it don't have to be that. It don't have to be that after tonight. It don't have to be that after we get off the devotional. God can, God will. I have something I've been saying lately. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I know it's about to happen. Woo! That ought to be your declaration today. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's about to happen. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know when, but it's about to happen. And I'm just getting ready to stand in everything he told me. I'm taking every scripture and I'm using it as my weapon because that's the sword that's going to cut up worry. Same thing for your health. Take a stand. Get the scriptures. Stand on the word. Put it before him. Somebody said they've been dealing with a myeloma. Lord, you didn't cause this sickness and disease. That's not how you operate. So I'm surrendering this sickness and this disease. This is not a part of the game plan. And until it moves, I'm going to receive the grace. But my trust is that you will heal me. My trust is that you will heal me. My trust is that you see me. My trust is that I'm about to experience a suddenly 
And in the, in the meantime, until the suddenly occurs, I'm going to stand in your grace. I'm going to trust in your promise. I'm, I'm going to hold on to faith. I'm going to live by faith. I'm not going to walk by sight. I'm not going to be disappointed by the diagnosis. And then, Lord, I need your help. One of the greatest things that you could ever ask God when you're going through is, Lord, I need your help. <laughs> I can't do this without you. Lord, I need your help. I need it to turn in my favor. I'm surrendering it to you. <laughs> I cannot do it alone. I cannot do it on my own. I don't even want to do it. Lord, I need your help. <laughs> Lord, I need your Lord, I need your help. <laughs> that Lord, I need your help. <laughs> I don't have the strength for this. Remember, we talked about bringing him as we our weaknesses. It's not that I don't believe. It's not that I don't believe. But the circumstance and situation has been in my life for so long. Lord, I need your help. <laughs> Lord, I need you to move. And then I'm going to worship and I'm going to pray in the meantime. Because worry is not going to produce absolutely anything. Father God, in the yeah, B, he got to show up. God, God got to show up. Some of y'all have been doing all you could do. You done did it all. I just need you to stand. God gave me a reel. I got to drop it. Like you, like you just there. Like you're there. Like I can't explain it. I feel it in my spirit. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. Don't give up. Like it's about to happen. You're right there at it. The door is about to be open. I'm not just trying to get you hype. I feel it in my spirit. I've been laboring. Like, and I'm just being honest. I labor over y'all. I've been laboring too long for it not to happen. You don't have to believe. I believe for you. Like, I believe for you. Like, it's about to happen. But don't you dare give up. You right at the edge of it. The momentum has shifted. It is in your favor. God is in your favor. God is, God is for you. God is not against you. He's, he's got the plan. He's got the plan. Just stand. Just stand. Just stand. Just stand. It's already just stand. You knocking at the right door. Some of y'all been like, is this the right door? Is this the right? You knocking at the right door. You're in the right position. You're in the right place. Don't you dare move. Don't you dare get out of position. I silence every voice of the enemy that has made you think you're not in the right place, that has tried to confuse you, that has tried to get you to turn around, that has tried to get you to focus on what you see. I'm your confirmation today. You're in the right place. It's supposed to happen. This is for you. Woo! I feel it. And I feel the power of God about to release something on your behalf. All you need to do is stand. All you got to do is get back up. I know you've been fighting. I know we in the last round. I know it feel like you've been blow by blow. I feel like you've been standing tall. I promise you, you are at the edge of your breakthrough. 
I just need you to stand. I just need you to stand, stand in the word, stand in his principles. Do not back down. I know it. I know it to be true. You, you're like, how do I know it? Because because the kingdom of God is spiritual. My spirit is on the edge of a breakthrough. It's like it's about to bust wide open. It's about to happen for you. Do not look back at what didn't happen. Woo! Don't look back at what didn't happen. That's your distraction. You got to look to the hills which cometh your help because your help cometh from the Lord. The Lord is for, with you. God, God is your banner. Ooh, God is the standard. God is the framework. God is bringing the increase. God is causing the promotion. God is dealing with the contracts. Come on, y'all. God is opening the doors. God is moving you into position. He's going to bless you. He's going to bless you so well that you're going to be able to bless somebody else. It's not just for your bills to be paid. It's so you can distribute it to others. This is a different season. Woo! He's going to give you more than you ever asked for. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask in this season. The promotion will be greater than you think. Woo! You're going to bring you into a new standard of living. Lack will not be your portion. Poverty is not your portion. Woo! God is doing something. He's doing more for you in this moment. The Holy Spirit is speaking into the ears of those that are connected to your necks. Woo! He's quickening them. You don't have to perform. You don't have to create. You ain't even got to say another mumbling word. The word is your standard. All you got to do is stand. All you got, stand up, baby. Stand up. Start celebrating, start congratulating, start thanking him, start blessing him, start reaching for it. Woo, come on. Can I tell you something about a toddler? My God, I thank you for this. Can I tell you something about a toddler? They have, they in full confidence will put their arms up and reach for you because they know without a doubt that you're going to grab them. You ought to put your hands up in full full confidence and reach for God because he's about to grab you. He's going to pull you out of the situation. He's going to reverse the court case. He's going to do something in your favor. Why? Because you are still standing. Mama, 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 mama. Be anchored in the truth. <laughs> Be anchored in the truth. Be anchored in the truth. Every promise of God is yes and amen. Lord, we thank you for your word today that has shifted us in a new position. We don't have to worry. We don't have to be anxious. We don't have to be moved. All you're requiring us out of today is to stand. I hear you, Lord. Tell them to get up. Woo! Tell them to walk around. Woo! My God, tell them to prepare for it. Woo! Tell them to plan for it. My God, my God, tell them to stand. Tell them to prepare for it. Tell them to plan for it. Tell them to look for it. Woo! My God, I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Father God. And while you're standing, just worship him. Just thank him for his goodness. Just thank him for his mercy. 
God is about to liberally supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Justice is being served today. Justice is being served today. Tracy, strange, I have not forgotten your messages, but I'm going to tell you this. Justice is, don't you worry another moment about that situation. Justice is being served today. And God, can I tell you something? What God, I'm going to say it just like he said. What God is about to give you is going to be better than what you lost. Let me say it again. What God is about to give you is going to be greater than what you lost. Some of y'all been so worried about what you lost. I was there because it felt like I was in a losing season and I was so consumed with what I lost that I didn't realize that what God was about to do was going to be greater and better than what I lost. What God is about to do for you is going to be greater and better than what you lost. It's going to be monumental. It's going to be insurmountable. It's not going to make sense. It's going to be greater than what you lost. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be deeper than what you lost. I got to go. Listen, <laughs> the outpour of the Holy Spirit has been so real this week. Woo, we ain't got but two more days. I told the Lord today, I'm going to have to have some fresh oil because I feel it. I feel it like it's like I've been sleeping. Like I was asleep last night at like seven o'clock. I, I said, Lord, he said, I know. <laughs> he told me today, I said, I need two more days of strength. I need two more days of strength because I could feel it. I feel what I'm pouring out. I, I said, I need two more. I, I said, sat on the edge of my bed today. I was like, I need, I need, you're going to have to give me some, I, I, I need some fresh supply because I can feel it. Like I can feel it. I'm like, I can feel it. 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 I can feel the outpour of the Holy Spirit. It's impactful. It's changing your life. It's putting you into a different position. So, Lord God, we trust you with it. And I thank you for fresh oil and I thank you for fresh supply. Um, if the Lord places it on your heart to give, I told y'all this is a giving season. Seed time and harvest is happening. Um, go. You can find out all the ways to give. Um, Lord, we just thank you. Um, for the giving of your people. And the Lord has been letting me speak this tenfold lately. So Father God, I thank you for the tenfold that rest um, on those that give today. I thank you for the multiplication and increase. I thank you. You're taking us even into a hundredfold season. I thank you, Lord God, that for fresh supply. I thank you. You're meeting every need. I thank you, Father God, that by Jesus stripes, those that need healing today is healed. I thank you, Lord God, that we are overwhelmed with your goodness today that there is no surgery that won't be performed, that you won't be with us. And thank you, Lord God, for miracle signs and wonders that follow those who believe. I love y'all. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you so much more. Thank you for those of y'all who have blessed us to participate in Christmas in the classroom. We are able to bless some moms, Man, the kids' bags are stout. We'll serve them tomorrow. So thank y'all for that. I love y'all so much. Two more days. Four more days and I'm 50. Two more days of devotional. Meet me back here in the morning at 6 a.m. I love y'all. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, 